So far, police have made 52 arrests, but that number could go up. As of tonight, 31 people are facing formal charges, including riot, burglary, and disorderly conduct. One of those suspects, a woman who goes by Meatball on social media. Police say she used her online platform to tell others which stores to target. Well, she's just uh, doing the work of the Democrat Party, and, you know, this is what they do. They, they loot, they burn, they steal, they plunder. They're like the Visigoths. The Democrat Party. Well, happy Thursday to you, and welcome back. More madness, of course. We had the Republican debate last night, the candidates debate. And President Trump, with his speech and his counter-programming, he was live on, uh, on Newsmax. And Fox News, I, you know, I was watching both. How do you watch both? Well, you know, not very well. It's like multitasking. You know, when you multitask, you don't do anything particularly well. Everything suffers, and and that happened to me last night between President Trump on Newsmax and uh, doing his event, which was you know classic President Trump event, and uh, and then an interview with uh, President Trump, kind of a stand up interview with a handheld microphone, but uh, it was President Trump and and uh, and it was Newsmax, and it was a good it was a good interview. The uh, the Republicans over on Fox News, uh, there was a lot of yelling and talking over each other, and it was. It was uh, kind of unimpressive, and I think the general consensus today is that uh, nobody won. Maybe President Trump won. The radical left-wing extremists are saying Joe Biden won because he didn't fall down a flight of stairs and bang his head and break a hip. You know, As long as he doesn't break a hip, he's had a good day. That's a good day for Joe. Am I right about that? Good day for Joe Biden is a day where he doesn't break a hip because he's Joe Biden, and a uh, good thing he doesn't have to drive himself. I don't want to see that Corvette get all banged up and, you know, might set uh, more classified documents on fire, something like that. You don't want that either. So uh, lots of stuff. And the Democrats rioting and looting in Philadelphia last night again. So we've got the Republican debate, President Trump, uh, of course. And today begins its day one uh, in the House of Representatives of the Joe Biden impeachment inquiry hearings. And uh, it begins with uh, several experts who will be testifying today. And I think what their plan is for day one is to kind of sum up everything that they've been collecting over the last who knows how many and many months now. But all the LLCs and the, what is it now, $24 million. I think it's $24 million. And there are new text messages out about Hunter Biden running out of money and going to his uncle James. And what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll go to your dad. And uh, what a circle fest this whole thing is. Honestly, the, um, the Biden family just stinks. Uh, you know, uh, Rudy Giuliani broke up the mafia in New York, which is where, you know, a lot of the mafia lived. And they, uh, and, you know, they were uh, not as bad as the Democrats. Isn't that true? The mafia, not as bad as the Democrats. Not as crooked, not as violent. Didn't kill as many people. You know, if the mafia were in charge... I think a lot of American cities would be a lot better off, including Washington, D.C. We crossed our 200th homicide threshold. And then how many more people got shot and uh, killed? We, I was talking about it yesterday, and the Washington Post had the story that uh, 
200, and it's the first time we've reached that threshold in Washington, D.C. since 1997, when Joe Biden was middle-aged. And uh, that's, uh, that's some time ago. And the, um, the, the newspapers, you know, the papers, the Washington Post and so on, yesterday they actually had a front-page story on all the murders. Uh, today it moved back to the metro sectional. It's not on, uh, well, yesterday a sectional, today back to the metro sectional. D.C. homicide count continues to climb. Picture, picture of a 16-year-old kid with his mother there and uh, a teenager leaving school and a 21-year-old bystander to a gunfight are city's latest victims of deadly shooting. And then I think there were four or five more people shot uh, after they went to print last night at the Washington Post because Baghdad is safer than major cities in the United States of America run by Democrats. And to say that there's a lot of black-on-black crime, you can't say that, right? Uh, would be understatement, and yet there is no leadership to be found anywhere in the so-called Democrat Party. Where's the Reverend Al Charlatan? Whereas, you know, Jesse Jackson, I doesn't do a lot anymore. I think he's kind of retired. But <clears throat> who's in charge of this, uh, this gunfight? Because somebody ought to be stepping up. You know, I think Ukraine might be safer than Washington, D.C. or Chicago or Baltimore if you're, you know, looking for a long and healthy and prosperous life. Uh, you know, this was true during the Iraq War. If you were a young African-American man living in Chicago, you would increase your chances of living a long life by joining the Marine Corps and going to Iraq. That was an actual statistic because the Democrats run killing fields. You know, Pol Pot, Cambodia, all that stuff. Uh, but it is uh, absolutely tragic what's going on in our big cities. And uh, stores are leaving, companies are leaving, people are leaving, taxpayers are leaving. Business owners are leaving, the jobs are leaving, the economy is leaving, and nobody's saying anything about it because our filthy, corrupt, rotten news media is just uh, too busy sucking up to the Democrat Party and whatever they do. Hey, more shootings. That must be a good sign. That's uh, a hey, smashing records and uh, murder numbers this year. Yay, congratulations. And, and then, of course, all the illegal aliens sprawled out everywhere in the tens or hundreds of millions or billions being spent on the illegal aliens, depending on what your uh, yardstick is. Just New York City, just Chicago, nationwide, and all these border cities, you know, like uh, New York and Chicago. And uh, I got to tell you, and then our news media uh, blames Republicans, along with Democrat members of Congress, who should probably be in prison just on principle, you know. And since uh, the game now is to put all your political rivals in prison, we should probably start focusing on that a bit, don't you think? And uh, and so, uh, a lot to get to today. And there's more, and there's more too. The headline from the Daily Caller from the Republican debate last night, the second debate, it was the second Republican debate of this election cycle, still more than a year away from Election Day, because, you know, the permanent campaign it's about the permanent campaign that the left inflicted upon us. That is to say, the Democrat Party. Uh, Howard Dean bragging about creating the permanent campaign in the United States of America uh, when he was DNC chair and he was governor and he was a Democrat presidential candidate and, uh, you know, the famous scream and all that stuff. But he bragged that he had inflicted the permanent campaign on the United States. And he thought that was exciting because it made us more like other countries that are inferior to ours. Remember I talked about the permanent campaign? 
Well, before I got to the DNC, we didn't have a permanent campaign. You would campaign for one year when you had a candidate, and then if you didn't win, you wouldn't campaign for the next three years. No wonder we lose. Now we don't just have a permanent campaign for electing Democrats. We have a permanent campaign for influencing policy. It brings us a little closer to the European model. It brings us a little closer to the European model. Really, of the permanent campaign and strikes and riots and looting and arson. And, yeah, you guys have uh, brought us closer to the European model of, you know, like 1933 in Munich. Uh, but never mind. You even brought Antifa back. That's where Antifa came from, from Germany in the 1930s. It's a terrorist group, and now it's part of the Democrat Party in the United States of America. Uh, but in any event, uh, sacking and looting um, uh, Philadelphia again last night, night two. Because, you know, justice. And they got this uh, woman named Meatball out there who is uh, leading the charge. She should get 150 years in prison for seditious conspiracy and, you know, a lot of other things. But, uh, you know, since we have a two-tiered system of justice, I don't think that's likely to happen. Know what I'm talking about? So the Daily Caller headline on the on the Republican debate, cut mics, expensive, uh, expensive curtains offensively stupid questions GOP debate falls flat that's the headline at the Daily Caller and uh, just the news John Solomon's great organization lots of banter but no breakout candidates at second GOP presidential debate I think that's true from what I saw Haley explodes on Ramaswamy Nikki Haley explodes on uh, Vivek Ramaswamy after TikTok remarks and uh, she said uh, Nikki Haley said to Vivek Ramaswamy, said, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber, which is, uh, you know, kind of a fun political line. But uh, what a nasty, horrible business. Who would want to be in this business? Where you just you, th- This is what you go, you get on a national stage and, and hey, I got, where are your zingers? Do you have any good insults for people? Because that'd be good. And then Chris Christie. Christie goes after Trump, colon. I'll leave that alone. If you keep skipping debates, we're going to call you Donald Duck. See, because he ducked the debates, and his first name is Donald, so we're going to call you Donald Duck. He might have had like a a third grader um, who um, uh, came up with that one because maybe he's got a grandson. Does he have a grandson? I don't know. Came up with that. We'll call him Donald Duck because he ducked the debate. And this is kind of crazy. The... uh, Fox News Channel slashes ad prices <laughs> for a second debate as primary turns into snoozer. They're not expecting any big uh, ratings because, you know, well, Donald Trump's not there. He'd bring the ratings. But if he's not there, then really you want to watch, uh, you know, what they had last night. I, you know, I watch it. It's my job. I'm guessing that the ratings are not going to be great. Uh, and Gavin Newsom showed up to the debate because... He wanted to smile for the cameras and wink at the reporters and maybe see if he could get a little, you know, no, get a little support, get a little support from the media. Gavin Newsom says GOP debate was maybe a vice presidential debate at best, he says. These guys are getting lapped, he said, by by President Trump. So he looked at the polls and he's not very clever, but he smiles for the cameras and that matters more than anything in politics today. So uh, President Trump, in the meantime, you know, there was some shots back and forth, and some of them were a little bit of fun, and I'll see what I can get into on, uh, on those. Trump says he doesn't see a potential VP pick among other GP, uh, 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 GOP candidates, and he said, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. <laughs> and that may or may not be the case, but but it's the funny thing to say anyway. Also, I did a bit of looking, you know, you got this radical extremist uh, terrorist judge that is, um, that is uh, attacking President Trump, and they uh, declared they found him liable in a civil case in New York, uh, and they're trying to strip him of his right to do business in the state of New York. He can have no business licenses in the state of New York because they say he perpetrated fraud when he overvalued his real estate holdings. He overvalued his real estate holdings, they say. This uh, radical judge who's an extremist. This, this is the rhetoric. I have the, I have the words right. She's an extremist and a radical and uh, a fanatic, and she should be barred. And President Trump said that. In fact, this is so crazy. President Trump yesterday uh, said something about her facing consequences. And Jake Tapper on CNN, who's a former, I happen to be watching CNN, Jake Tapper, who's a former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer who dated Monica Lewinsky, wink, wink, all right? that, that's what launched his journalistic career, as a matter of fact, his date with Monica Lewinsky. That's a true story. But Jake Tapper yesterday suggested on television that maybe Donald Trump should face some kind of uh, legal, maybe he should go to prison for uh, suggesting that the judge is a hack. Right? And if you say the judge is a hack at CNN because they're communists, they, uh, they think, well, maybe he could be arrested and charged with uh, uh, putting out a statement saying that she's a hack because that could be a real danger to her. Yeah, CNN is a danger to the world every day. Uh, also, yeah, what happened is CNN has the lowest ratings in their modern history, I think. There's even a story in the Washington Post today about how terrible the ratings are at CNN and how nobody's watching CNN. It's got to be kind of sad. You know, they once a powerhouse, a juggernaut, but uh, now... No, nothing of the kind. But uh, President Trump, of course, rallied in Detroit, rails against automakers, Democrats, and Biden, which is good stuff. And uh, one of the stories I read is this: these hack judges, these, these hack leftists who are going after President Trump, saying that he overvalued uh, his properties in order to get loans, because, you know, that's his thing, right? And then they valued Mar-a-Lago at... What, about one-fifteenth of the actual, maybe one-twentieth of the value of the, uh, it's amazing, because they're corrupt people. They're probably criminals. They should probably be uh, disbarred or whatever it is you do to these people. But when you hear this story about how they valued Mar-a-Lago and, and what liars they are, because they just want to lynch Trump, you know, the Democrat Party and lynching they have a long history of finding ropes and trees and minorities. That's the Democrat Party. So we got that coming up. Uh-uh-uh-uh. A mad Democrat murderer from Baltimore was captured last night. I was talking about him yesterday. That's good. And newly released memos, pages and pages, with all kinds of details about the Biden family's corruption and I got to tell you, the corruption that is loose in this country is like nothing I've ever seen. And what happened to the governor of Arizona when Joe Biden showed up? This is a weird one. We got gun stores and looting and meatballs and all kinds of Democrat Party stories. We are at 888-630-9625.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones. Because there are lots of nice people out there that didn't vote for Joe Biden and Hillary and Obama and don't want to wreck the country. Let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Happy Thursday morning, Chris Plant. Thank you very kindly. Uh, It seems to me that Nikki Haley misdelivered her zinger last night. Uh, She made the... Vivek's uh, next ad for herself, for himself, uh, in the sense that she said every time he speaks, he makes her feel dumber. Well, that's what's supposed to happen when someone makes you look stupid. You should feel dumber if you have any self-awareness. <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, here's the for people that didn't watch last night, and I think a lot of people didn't. This is what happened. Oh, this is what happened. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. That's, uh, you're right. That's a, uh, Mike, that's a line that can be uh, turned on you, isn't it? For political ads and for, uh, you know, for political fortunes. Yeah, it'd be political malpractice for Vivek not to turn that around on her. I think that'd be pretty simple. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the big debate last night? I made an effort to not watch any of it. I knew it was going to be a show from the very beginning. With that many people on stage, it was pointless. And sure enough, what little I saw was just people yelling all over each other. Yeah, so it was a it was a good move. Saved me two hours of grief. Yeah, you know you're you're right. There was a lot of yelling over each other, and a lot of uh, and I think the the moderators uh, didn't have uh, firm control over the debaters or the debate. Um, and you know, the, everybody talking at once. And we had at times three of the candidates talking at once, talking over each other. And of course you you really don't hear what anybody's saying and it be, just becomes cacophonous and annoying. Uh, so I'm guessing a lot of people turned the channel during the debate and, uh, you know, politics, it's not like you can't catch up now, for example, and save yourself the grief of the two hours. Yeah, and wait till you hear this. Um, the fraud perpetrated by these left-wing criminal judges and fakes that are trying to sink Donald Trump and take his business empire away from him because they have fascist tendencies and and they have power, so they exercise their fascist tendencies. And, and the lies that they told in trying to undermine him, oh, you overvalued your properties. And we'll see what kind of crooks these people are. I've got that coming up. Uh, for you. But uh, right now, I think I would like to get to, and there are so many more that they've given me today, but I do want to get to the, the Republican debate last night and, uh, and uh, be done with it.
because, uh, you know, we'll make quick work of it, I think. And uh, the Senate had a vote yesterday on Fetterman dressing like a drunk under a bridge, and uh, that didn't go very well for Fetterman. But let's go, uh, let's go uh, to Donna calling from Frederick. Donna, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I actually referenced you, um, your famous quote, it's all a terrible TV show yesterday when I spoke with Vince. And it turned out just as I expected. So at the end of the, um, I watched both debates. Trump was very informative and, and just forecast the future for those people, which I thought was really great. And I enjoyed what he had to say. On the flip side of that, you know, the, the debate, oh, my goodness. At the end, I think it was uh, Dana said something like, you know, in one word, uh, how would you describe someone you want to cast off the stage? And that ended up being a big debacle. But my husband and I said to each other, how would we describe the debate in one word? And his was annoying and mine was circus. Yeah. And that tells you everything you need to know. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got to say, uh, you, you summed it up pretty well. You should probably be writing an article for one of America's major newspapers. Uh, and and all I looked at today was the conservative papers. Um, and that was generally the consensus, Donna, is that it wasn't the most helpful um, process, the most helpful event. And I like a number of the people on the stage last night. Uh, but the, you know, the format and, you know, as... Uh, you know, you're right. It's all a terrible television show. And and our and it's not just the debates. It's our entire political system has become a yeah. terrible cable television show. And it's all about ratings and, you know, getting the sound bite that people are going to quote the next day and play on television the next day. And it's become a, you know, sort of a, um, you know, a clownish television show where they're out for all the wrong things. The zinger. Oh, where are the zingers? Was there fire? Was there spark? Uh, you know, it, it should be uh, an intellectual process, a serious process. We have a great many serious issues facing the nation. There were some shots at Trump, but not like last time, where they went after Trump in almost every sentence. And um, and I, I just got to say, you know, the, the, this, is, this was not a, um, a forum or a format where the serious issues, and there are a great many serious issues facing our nation, uh, were really taken up in a, in a substantive way. And, uh, and I honestly think if you missed it, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and President Trump, you're right, he was fun, and he was, ta- he was talking about matters of substance. He was talking about the issues. He was talking about the border. He was talking about crime. He was uh, talking about things that matter and the economy and, he's, and jobs. He's talking about uh, the things that matter to the American people, and uh, you and I, Donna, because, you know, we're the American people, aren't we? Exactly. And, you know, with with that debate, to me, I kept hearing Dan Bongino's voice going, they want sound bites and snapshots. Yeah. And whatever happened de- to decorum? They lecture us on decorum. I didn't see any of that. The moderators were just atrocious to me. Uh, sometimes I couldn't understand things. It was ridiculous. Uh, you're right. There were problems with Stuart Varney's microphone throughout the uh, the evening, and there were problems with other people's microphones throughout the evening. So whoever was running the technical operation didn't do uh, a good job. 
And it looked pretty, the Reagan Library and the, the old Air Force One hanging overhead, which is, you know, incredible and beautiful. And uh, Air Force 27,000, a, a, uh, a wonderful location. But, um, yeah, you could, uh, I would understand if you kind of shook your head and turned the channel halfway through because they, what, whatever it was they were setting out to accomplish, I don't think they accomplished that. No, they sunk their own battleship, in my opinion. Exactly, you sunk my battleship, and then you're right. They sunk, uh, they sunk their own battleship. It is our our entire political system needs needs some serious help. Uh, honestly, uh, Donna, thank you, thank you for the call, and um, thank you. You have a lot of people agreeing with you out there. I know, uh, I, I certainly know you do. So uh, let's go to uh, let's go to some audio, and you know there was it was a little bit the Univision woman whoever, was, um, was uh, asking questions. And Ilya Calderon. Ilya, Ilya, Ilya Calderon, of course, and she with Univision or Univision. And uh, she was in there because nobody knows why exactly. Because, you know, the Spanish-speaking population is growing. And so Fox News and the Republicans said, yeah, let's get the Spanish-speaking thing in there because, you know, who knows? You want to get the MS-13 vote and everything. Hey, I got an idea. Um, let's all speak English. It's the United States of America. But Barack Obama warned us that we all need to learn to speak Spanish because he's yeah, behind the fundamental transformation of America. Pretty amazing stuff. But she, uh, Univision, asked the question of Ron DeSantis um, about schools. That was a topic because, you know, you want to try to hurt Ron DeSantis. And, oh, what about the, the, uh, the what well, do you have anti-black uh, uh, lessons in the Florida school curriculum. No, no, you don't. Uh, and well, there were a lot of stupid things, but this was this was a part of that. Ron DeSantis trying to sink his battleship. Florida's new black history curriculum says, "Quote: Slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit." For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So this first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars, so we need to stop playing these games. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. You know, they take all these phony narratives that they put out there, and somewhere buried in a book that may be available in a school— you know, if it's uh, transgender man on boy sex, then the Democrat for first graders, then the Democrats are all in favor of it. Uh, but if there is a quote from a freed slave, freed by the Republicans, he should point that out too. Uh, uh, from the Democrats, he should point that out too. In what we call the Civil War, and then freed slaves, uh, one quoted in one book somewhere with one sentence said, you know, uh, a lot of people learn skills in bondage uh, that they then took to freedom. And if you say that, then the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, demonize you for years, even though you didn't do it. Uh, it's an uh, African-American scholar put together a book quoting a slave freed by the Republicans from the Democrats. And it's used against you as a Republican because that's our news media, which is just uh, horrible and uh, corrupt and terrible and the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. 
Uh, but she wasn't done with Florida and schools because they believe this can hurt Ron DeSantis. We didn't just talk about Parents' Bill of Rights. We enacted the Parents' Bill of Rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. The uh, critical race theory, which is the radical left's indoctrination of children to teach them that the United States is a racist country. The Democrat Party is a racist party. They don't teach that. You know, they're the Klan. They stood in schoolhouse doors. They, they used dogs and, and uh, fire hoses to attack the civil rights marchers and um, all that good stuff. But uh, that's the Democrat Party. And why these Republicans don't respond with that every time? They, they need me to uh, advise them for millions of dollars. That's pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, now, the, uh, Ron DeSantis also uh, took a shot at uh, President Trump last night, really basically for not being on the debate stage with everything. Because, you know, what, you know what it does to ratings. Where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. That's true. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He should be here explaining his comments to try to say that pro-life protections are somehow a terrible thing. I want him to look into the eyes and tell people who've been fighting this fight for a long time. Now, that was uh, one of, and there were several instances, moments taking shots at uh, Trump. Who was that? I think it was Vivek Ramaswamy who said he's observing Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment which I heard somebody on Fox News yesterday call the First Commandment. But okay, the, he meant to say 11th Commandment. Uh, and that is never speak ill of another Republican. Well, that, that rule is, uh, is all gone now, isn't it? Uh, speaking of Chris Christie, uh, he was there, and he is forever taking shots at President Trump, of course. Donald Trump hides behind the walls of his golf clubs and won't show up here to answer questions like all the rest of us are up here to answer. He put $7 trillion on the debt. He should be in this room. He put $7 trillion on the debt. I mean, overwhelmingly, that, uh, you know, that had to do with the Wuhan Red Death coming along. A um, couple of stories out today about how involved the United States was with the Wuhan Red Death and the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Anthony Fauci and... and uh, what is it? I got the big uh, refrigerator magnet uh, the other day um, from friends. Says uh, Fauci is my new F word. Fact, a picture of Anthony Fauci says Fauci is my new F word, um, and it's uh, kind of fun. And then I discovered that my refrigerator door is not exactly magnetic, which is <laughs> sort of weird. Why is that? It's aluminum or something like that, so it's non-magnetic. But I I saw that, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a fun one. It is. And it was, yeah, and it was my friend. It is my first fridge magnet. I'm not a big collector of uh, fridge magnets, but, uh, but that's okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun thing because, you know, Fauci is my, new, is my new F word. Ha, ha, ha. That's pretty funny, I've got to say. Yeah. And that was uh, Jen and Jeff. Jeff and Jen sent me the fun refrigerator. The big, it's a big, it's not a little one. It's like, uh, you know, the size of like that. It's like eight inches by four inches with Fauci on it, and uh, it says, uh, Fauci is my latest, my latest F word. Um, and that's kind of funny, Fauci grabbing his forehead. And, uh, and then there's a story about, uh, about the CIA's involvement in the Wuhan Red Death too. They should probably release those Kennedy assassination documents and get back on track a little bit. You know, the CIA, they've got thousands of documents that 
that Congress passed a law ordering the CIA to release them years and years ago, and they still haven't. And nobody knows why. So they just leave us to wonder. Uh, and then Chris Christie delivered what I thought, uh, what, what he thought was going to be his line of the night. And I think he must have gotten it from a kid on a school bus. Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Yeah, we can call you Donald Duck because you ducked and your name is Donald. So we're going to call you Donald Duck. <laughs> I, uh, it was pretty lame, I've got to say. And then he uh, made up a... Uh, uh, a falsehood, Chris Christie, uh, a a big, whopping, uh, long belt falsehood. Donald Trump failed on this as well. He said he was going to build a wall across the whole border. He built 52 miles of wall and said Mexico would pay for it. Guess what? I think if Mexico knew that he was only going to build 52 miles, they might have paid for the 52 miles. Uh, except he built 458 miles. Uh, which is not 52 miles, but you know, don't that's, that, that you just shouldn't make stuff up like that. That uh, that even the fake New York Times had to confess that that uh, President Trump built uh, 458 miles of border wall. But uh, the truth, you know, if the truth doesn't matter to Chris Christie, I'm telling you. Our politicians, our political leadership, and the madness in American cities. Just uh, ridiculous falsehoods and stuff. I got to tell you that this, uh, this guy, <clears throat> Doug Burgum, he's a governor, and he's a very wealthy man. He got uh, very wealthy in, in uh, a tech, started a tech business, and, and uh, became very, very wealthy, and God bless him. It's a great American story. He, uh, he was on the stage last night, and I think that he got the least time. Did he get the least time of, of everyone there? Um, he, he had a good moment, I thought, when he, Doug Burgum, he's the governor of North Dakota, North Dakota, beautiful North Dakota, where normal people live. And uh, they liked this guy, governor. And last night, he had a couple of things. I was listening to him, and I thought, you know, that's, that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good job by him. The reason why people are striking in Detroit is because Joe Biden's interference with capital markets and with free markets. The subsidies, we're subsidizing the automakers and we're subsidizing the cars and a particular kind of car, not every car. We're particularly, we're subsidizing electric vehicles. And when you decide that we're going to take all of your taxpayer monies, take a billion dollars, subsidize a certain type of vehicle, and the batteries come from China. China controls 85% of the rare earth minerals. They're called rare earth because they're measured in parts per million. China is moving 100,000 pounds of earth in Indonesia, in Africa. They're literally destroying the planet so that we can make and make a battery that's in a car subsidized here. That's why they're striking, because they need two-thirds less workers to build an electric car. Joe Biden, this strike is at Joe Biden's feet. Murmur, murmur, murmur. A lot of murmuring. Last night, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy got the most airtime, more than 12 minutes. DeSantis, number two, slightly more than 12 minutes. Tim Scott with uh, 11 and almost 12 minutes. Nikki Haley, 10 minutes, 42 seconds. Chris Christie with uh, nine, less than nine and a half minutes. Mike Pence, nine minutes, 11 seconds. 
And Doug Burgum with that good line about, about that stuff got eight minutes, the least time of all, but only between eight minutes and 12 minutes uh, for each candidate. And how long was that thing? It was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was something. It was something to see. Uh, we got a lot of uh, Democrat violence and crime and rioting and mayhem. And, you know, it's a day of the week. Ah, yes. And uh, Democrat crime stories everywhere. They love crime. Your Democrat party is your party of more crime. Extraordinary. We have uh, President Trump for you uh, coming up as well. Because, you know, he was, uh, he's, he's always uh, President Trump, isn't he? And he comes out and he's relaxed and he's comfortable in his own skin and he uh, says what he wants and he's unafraid and he goes after the nutcases and, and uh, it's very refreshing, which is, you know, which is why so many people like him so much. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Drew calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Drew, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call, sir. Love your show. Both shows. Thank uh, you. just want to make a comment about the, the – thank you. The debate last night, nobody brought the fact that they've got the leading Democratic – the president going after the leading Republican candidate, suing him, trying to put him in jail. And do any of these people think that that machine is not going to be turned against them? I mean, how naive are they to just dismiss what's, what's going on completely? We don't, we don't resolve that. It doesn't matter who's – a president, whether the Republican or, or whatever. You're talking about the Department of Justice and the FBI and prosecutors in New York and in Georgia and in Washington and paneling grand juries of Democrats to gin up charges and claim that he uh, committed fraud by by falsely claiming that his properties were worth more than they're actually worth. Is that the hit job you're talking about there, Drew? I think it yes, is. Sir. Yeah, that's it. And you're right. And, uh, you know, when you're a Republican, you get massacred by the press and then you get that treatment. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 